in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Away With Words, the podcast, your sugar Bree stories. And it's a Tati. And we have a guest. Yes. Uh, I never know how to do that. Our first <laughs> real official, official in the wow. stew yeah. guest in wow. the past. Fucking five months. Wow. No, so. longer than you know, that. Four, six months. Six, Man, seven. What an honor. Yeah. What an honor. Yeah. Yes. Long time. What an honor. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's Jeff Q. Wow. Yes. That's Chef who he Q, is everybody. today. He's right. a lot of different mm-hmm. people. Ooh. He came on our show before as just Q. As a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The ask a nigga. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was a nigga that was day. He was a, he was a nigga named Q. Yeah. Today he's a chef. And today he's me. Chef Q. Talking about versatility, ladies and gentlemen. I, that's oh, all that okay. is. And we're about. very excited to have you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We're very excited uh, that you fed us. And we'll talk about that shortly. But first, we have to check in. Check in. Let's check in. You want me to go first? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> so physically, I am feeling. I feel just a little light. This um this red wine and Martell Ooh. mix has me like just feeling a it little yeah, a little dazed, just a smidge, a healthy amount. Mm. Um. Emotionally, emotionally, I feel happy. I feel joy at the moment. My attention is on Chef Q. <laughs> and spiritually, I feel um, not spiritually. Uh, <laughs> spiritually, I feel mm, I don't know. I feel love. Mm. Okay. Yes. What's up? Mm. It's Re Stories. Physically, I feel it in my face. I'm so drunk, y'all guys. <laughs> Please bear with me. That's why there are two hosts and not one. Because if it was just me, this would mm. be a shit show today. Okay. Um, emotionally, I'm feeling joy. And, like, restored joy, too. Because I had a rough week, y'all. My anxiety has been really high. Mm. And I'm just very happy to be where I am right now. And my attention is currently on the fact that me talking about my anxiety got me feeling like I'm finna cry. So let me stop that. And spiritually, I feel like I've been given a lot of grace. And I'm appreciative of such things. Mm. Talk and what about, about you, Chef Q? Talk yes, about check it. Check in. Okay. Physically. Check in, check in. Physically, I feel uh physically I feel warm. Yeah, exactly. I feel warm. You know, I think it's the Martel for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um yeah, I'm just in a good space. I got on all black, so that might be adding to <laughs> the fact that I feel warm. Yeah. But yeah, physically I'm feeling warm. And then we have Emotionally. Uh, emotionally. Yeah. Emotionally, I feel uh, I feel present. Yeah. Emotionally, I feel present. I feel like I am in tune with my emotions right now, nice. which is a really good feeling. Because, yes, um, you know, if you know what it feels like to not be in tune, I think, you know, you value what being in tune looks or feels like for you. Word. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living in that and being present in my emotions. So emotionally, that's where I'm at. I'm present. Attention. Um, my attention is on... 
all of these beautiful people in here that I just fed because uh, like Bree, I think I experienced some form of anxiety just preparing for this. And I'm starting to understand that this is normal whenever it comes to preparing food in a public setting or for people outside of myself. Um, So just kind of, you know, getting over the nervousness that comes with that sometimes, you know, because it's real. So, yeah. And then what is it? Spiritually, Spiritually. right? Mm -hmm. Spiritually, spiritually, I feel um, I feel aligned. I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. in alignment. I feel like everything that I'm doing every day for the most part is very intentional and is connected to my destiny and where I'm supposed to be headed. And um, a year ago, I couldn't have said the same thing to you guys being Mm. on this podcast. So I think that just speaks to, you know, how how much life can change in a year, you know? So spiritually, I feel like I'm in alignment right now. I love that you said that. And I'm going to hop right back to that. But first, I want to honor... Tati's suggestion and us mm. saying one thing oh. that's made us mm. proud of ourselves this week mm. as a part Talk of our check-in. Mm-hmm. So Tati, you begin. Oh, I didn't want to go first. Um, <laughs> oh, but we're just going to go in the order that we started with. Okay, mm. uh, 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 let's see. Um, what am I proud of myself for? Um, staying on my fitness journey. Mm. Um. Uh, been maintaining. I've been keeping up with all of my goals and all of my practices that I initiated like two months ago. Mm. So this week I stayed on track. Mm. We proud is proud of, of you. We're very proud. And we is proud of you. Um, for me this week, I would definitely say, <laughs> um, if y'all look at my Instagram when I did this list, my fourth one, I, I put like a little throw up emoji because that is. You know, you got to keep your defenses up a little bit sometimes. But I did express some vulnerability uh, to another human being. And as uncomfortable as that is, I'm proud of myself for doing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you, Q. For me, uh, I am proud of... <laughs> it's a combination of two things. Um, for one, uh, just rolling out a, a second business mm. with... You know, doing this this catering business, this has been like a dream come true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I've been focusing a lot around like the social media page and like what that looks like and how it's rolled out. So, yeah, I'll be I'll be locked in. So, not only am I proud of that, but next week we're I'm gonna be hosting an intimate uh, dining experience for couples mm-hmm. for Sweetest Day. And um, I'm proud to say that I booked my first client for Sweetest Day. So I'm like super excited about that. And um, yeah, like, you know, this is this is major for me. So I'm super excited that that has happened for me this week. I love that. So back to what you just said, because that's exactly where I wanted to start, because I think that um first of all we've been doing this for four years which is nuts mm. like a way before as a podcast has been a thing for four years so like mm-hmm. i love just the idea of um i'm a big fan of just evolution and i think that we're ever changing as human beings and i think that it's important that we are because when we're not i think that that's when the powers that be be like you've done what you were supposed to do here you know mm. so then you go so i think that it's important that we're ever changing while we're here and so I just love the bring back, you know, like having somebody on the podcast for, uh, you know, very like fun. This and time last year. This exactly. time last wow. year. And exactly. that's crazy how that even worked itself crazy, out. Yeah. And like, because we didn't plan that, you know, we didn't like look at the calendars or look like none of that. So that's just dope that that happened. And then also the fact that um, 
you coming around as an evolved version of who you were last year. Wow. And I think that that's mm-hmm. so dope. So, like, let's just start from the tippy top. Like, Ooh. like wherever you want to start between last year and this year Man. that that can that can speak to where you are oh right now God. okay last year last october let's see i just want to kind of start with the spaces that i was in physically and mentally so physically i had moved back to chicago in june so i'd only mm. been in chicago for about you know four or five months not even you know three four months not mm-hmm. too long mm-hmm. um i was staying in my homie's basement um, I don't know if I was mildly depressed or not because I came from signing a lease for a town home in LA where it's just like, you know, I spent five or six years there mm. and kind of like building up to that point where I felt like, you know, that was a monumental point for me to just be like, hey, I finally did it. I bought my first car in LA. I signed one of my first leases for a place in LA. And anybody who's lived on the West Coast knows how difficult that can be. And so, yeah, kind of the, I won't even say like the, I'll say just the transition, you know, of going from one place to another and also with the seasons changing and everything. It was a lot for me. I realized in that time, like I value natural sunlight. You know, mm-hmm. so living in a basement, it did something to my psyche, like to my mental. Yeah. You feel me? So leading into mentally, I feel like um, I was, you know, I was just kind of getting my foot in under me. Like being back in Chicago, I didn't know what to expect. I had just started working at the MCA, the museum in mm-hmm. sh- downtown Chicago. So that was a great experience. But a lot of it was me just trying to sift through and find out purpose, trying mm-hmm. to figure out mm-hmm. what exactly did I come back to Chicago for. Um, and you know, it took some time for me to like, kind of draw that up, you know, even when it comes to like relationships, like, you know, kind of like trying to figure out where I exist or do I still have a place in certain relationships with certain people, Mm. um, a year ago and fast forward to a year now, like, I'm just blessed to say that everybody around me directly or indirectly, they're all shining their light. And I feel like that directly plays a role into where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm inspired by people or I have friends now that have nonprofits or people who are just like, just being passionate about whatever it is that they do. And one thing about passion is it's contagious. Mm-hmm. So um, if you see one person doing something, I feel like you're going to be connected to the next person that's doing something. Yeah. And um, that's where uh, destiny and... Um, and purpose comes in for me because, mm-hmm. like I said, I felt like I was just kind of moving. I was just kind of going through the motions last year. You know, I, I wanted to figure out where I was supposed to be or my direction. And now I'm like firmly rooted in that. Yeah. You know, I went from a basement to now I have a gracious apartment that I love and I'm watering my plants and I'm waking <laughs> up and I have a morning routine and I'm drinking tea and taking wheatgrass shots and all these amazing <laughs> things to just, you know, love on myself. Um, and I see the difference that that has made in my life, you know? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I love that. And one of the things that, like, I, I really appreciate, like, the outside looking in, because you mm-hmm. gave us a glimpse of what in looks like, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have never guessed any of that. I didn't yeah. know any of that. <laughs> but, like, Michael introducing me 
to you was like very much this go-getter like you just had this like hustler you know what i'm saying like you were doing shit like you had shit about you even last year even though i i think that that's so fascinating though that our how different our perspectives are because i think that we value so much as i don't know millennials or just people on the internet like i think that we have hold so much value in doing something where Mm. it's like damn he's doing it you know Uh what i'm saying and it's like and you were doing it quote unquote Mm -hmm. last year and now you're telling us that on the inside it didn't feel like your purpose was fulfilled or that you Mm -hmm. knew what it was and so i i just really really love that and i wanted to make sure that i just took a moment to underline that because i think that it's important that we keep stuff like that in mind you know like it's a journey and doing something is not everything mm-hmm. like if it's not connected to you if you don't feel passionate about it if it's not fulfilling right. your purpose if you're not aligned in who you are mm-hmm. doing something is not ever going to be the thing so i'm so i'm i'm very happy and proud to hear that um the evolution of where you are now and which brings us Two seven three two three three twenty three, and we saw this beautiful. If anybody follows you, we all got a chance to see this beautiful video where you gave us a monologue of sorts and images, just about what it's all about. But for those of the people, those who are listening who may not have seen that, like, give us a little bit of a glimpse of what that is. Yeah, sure, sure. So seventy three twenty three is a individual catering business. Mm-hmm. Um, that was inspired by um, my great grandmother, to be quite frank and honest. Uh, so 7323 represents the first kitchen that I ever cooked in. Mm-hmm. And it was also the first property that my great grandmother and her mother bought after migrating to Chicago in the 1960s. Wow. And at the time, uh, they were the first uh, black family on that block to own uh, property. And so uh, if you guys got a chance to check out that video, if you didn't, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically, me, basically me giving a synopsis of what that looks like by going through old photo albums. Yeah. Um, God bless my great-grandmother. She passed in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was near and dear to my heart. You know, growing up, I spent a lot of time with her. Um, my mom spent a lot of time, like, going to school, getting her master's, working a job. So... She kind of relied on my great grandmother to kind of help her out, you know, to just watch me here and there. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot of. She instilled a lot of uh, values and and characteristics into me that still hold true to me today. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the first woman that I ever learned from, uh, learned to cook from, whether that be directly or indirectly. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 pretty much an ode to her and an ode to what that building means to my family because we still own that building here in 2020. And so, you know, it's a blessing to be able to just go back and be like, yo, let me comb through these photo albums to really get a, a sense of self mm-hmm. and a sense of understanding of where I come from, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So like when I was in LA, I, I felt like I kind of got a little distant away from that, you know? Yeah. And I think that kind of triggered something in me to come back to Chicago and be like, a part of me is missing or a part of me I don't understand. And, it kind of really all made sense when I literally three weeks or two weeks ago went into that home and went through those photo albums to understand like, yo, like I come from ownership mm. and not, not even in a sense of like in a, in a macho or a masculine way, but mm-hmm. these, I come from like black women who are already owning stuff. So it's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm taking my rightful position at this point, you know? So, and with that being said, it's just like, uh, uh, a renewal or a renewing 
sense of self in a way. So that's really what 7323 is about. It's about service. It's about giving back. It's about uh, a quality experience every time. So I'm very meticulous. I'm very down to the detail. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, I am, it's a learning process too. But those are the things that I hone in on, mm. that I value most. So. I know that cooking has always been something that you said you've been passionate about. It's something mm -hmm. you've always loved doing. Does it feel different now stepping into it in like a business aspect? Oh, for Does sure. Does it feel any yeah. different? For sure, for sure. You know, I think it feels different because I have a little bit more pressure. Well, I have a lot more pressure on me now, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm welcoming of it all. And that pressure just comes... That comes from uh, turnaround time, you know, wanting to prepare things in a certain time frame, wanting to prep things in a certain time frame. Like uh, a few last week and a half ago when I did the soft launch in my backyard, you know, it was like it was three weeks of planning just to get to that one day. You know, mm -hmm. and for me, it was just like, yo, I don't feel like doing this shit today. Mm -hmm. I'm used to cooking when I want to cook. Like when I'm inspired yeah. to cook, you feel me? So now it's like tapping into that even when I don't feel inspired to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said about that when you're when you're building upon something, when you're passionate about something, um, to the point where it's like, it may be 12 or 14 hour days, but you know what, it doesn't feel like work yeah. for me because it's like, I'm serving people. And not only am I serving people, I'm approaching this with the value, the same values that my great-grandmother instilled into me, mm -hmm. yeah. which revolves around hospitality, service, and um, just love, you know, yeah. and, and just leading with love, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the business side, it, it gets a little frustrating because I have a partner and, you know, she be on me, <laughs> making sure I meet certain deadlines, and, you know, I hate it sometimes. Like, I, I don't like doing some of the things, but when I get to the end result, um, and when I realized the only reason that that's present or someone like that is present in my life is for accountability purposes, mm. it's like, you know, I can't complain because I pray for this. You know, mm. I literally asked for this. So now that it's here, it's like, yo, it's, it's you know, this is what you asked for. Yeah. And there's a quote by uh, Muhammad Ali where he talks about um, how he hated, like, training. Mm -hmm. You know, this is one of the, like, arguably the greatest boxer of all time, but talking about how he hated every minute of just, like, training for a boxing match. But when it came time to perform, you know, it, he was practically flawless, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, but I, I realize this gives me a chance to be a student all over again because mm -hmm. I don't know everything, so I'm learning a lot as I go, so... I, you you just said you just touched on something that like I'm not a person that's big on advice and mm -hmm. and that might surprise people because of all mm -hmm. the things that I do but like I don't think of anything that I do as advisory I think of it as inspiration where it's like mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk to you about my experience and tell you the things that I feel like I need to hear and hopefully you pick it up so I don't mean this in like a tell the people what you would do but like <laughs> I am very curious because I think that you just hit on something that's like so real and I think that we live in a world now where people are starting to wake up and realize how many possibilities there are for quote-unquote creatives mm -hmm. and like you have a creative you have a knack for something creatively or a talent and people will pay for it mm -hmm. and how different that shift is whereas like 
I'm a singer and I do that shit because it feels good. You know what I'm saying? Like I hear music and I can hear things that other people don't hear and it Mm. like it's inspirational and it feels good. But like like when it's like, damn, I gotta rehearse, I gotta we got a show in two weeks and I gotta do all you know what I'm saying? Like when it becomes when it becomes what what does that process kind of mentally look like for you for you to tap into you know, now it's a task. Now it's now it has a deadline. Like, what does mm. it look like for you to kind of keep that inspiration going, even though, you know, the tediousness of needing to do things in a certain time, or you know, mm. so on and so forth. It's such a fine line. Yeah. Because I don't want to. I don't want to like overdo it. I guess like yeah. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to make it feel like work. I don't want to. The thing about me is I know that. I don't always enjoy structure as a creative. Mm. And so it's like structure is like a brick wall that you run into as a creative where it's just like, yo, you're this is impeding my creative process. Mm-hmm. And it's stifling me mentally because it's like, yo, I do shit the way I do shit. Don't tell me how to do shit. Right. <laughs> I'm not taking no orders. I'm a creative. Like, I'm doing this. This is why I got into this, to be able to do things the way that I want to do it. But even within that relies remains a structure that you need to kind of operate within. Yes. Um, so for me, what I, what that looks like for me is something as simple as organizing my kitchen and be like super like user friendly to where it's like I know where everything is. Even if someone comes into my kitchen, you can kind of see everything's laid out. And I'm a big visual person, so. I install like a dry erase board in my kitchen where it's just like I have to uh, clearly plan out what I'm doing. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm prepping something like last night, like today I made uh, shrimp and crab mac and cheese, a salad and some garlic bread. Mm -hmm. So like last night my prep board looked like, hey, let's prep the mac and cheese. Mm The salad, I will prep in the morning because I want it to be fresh. Mm -hmm. The garlic bread, the same thing. But I want to eat at night, so I'm gonna cook something for myself, right? So I'm gonna make a section that says cook. I'm gonna cook this tonight. I'm gonna make a stir fry. Well, I'll take some of these shrimp and just slide it over here into the stir fry. Mm. And that's Mm. what it looks like for me to um, stay on track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I'm big on that. And and I've been getting into like timing myself as I cook, Mm. which has been a a huge (laughs) learning curve for me, because I'm a fan of taking my time. I feel like that's where all the love happens. That's yeah. where all the magic happens. But when you're doing business, again, you have to transition and you know put on another hat. So mm-hmm. for me, it just looks like really living in my kitchen, you know. And that looks like having a table in my kitchen, having a uh, a chair, having my iPhone charger, my speaker. Like these are all essential things that I need. To be present for me to feel like okay, I'm at home, I'm at peace. I can do everything right here. Yeah, my laptop is in there with me sometimes. I can check some emails, you know. So everything is super accessible for me. And um, you know, next is the TV. I'm gonna be watching the game in there next. So like, I'm not (laughs) trying to leave the kitchen, you know, because I mean, I have to learn and I have to continuously be inspired. So for me, it for the most part, it just looks like. You know, just creating some structure within the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I know you said earlier that last year you had feelings of like, what did I even come back to Chicago for? And Mm -hmm. has starting this new business, has it made you, you know, I feel like there has been a lot of love around you and a lot of support. 
you know, in this new venture, you know, Away With Words was at the soft launch, yes. you know, so wow. we saw, like, all your family, all your friends, you know, we saw everybody Crazy. that, like, surrounded you. So have you felt like, is this something that you would have done while in L.A.? Mm -hmm. Or did you feel like you needed, you know, to be back at home, you know, be back in a space where you could go visit the kitchen where it all started yeah. and all that stuff to, like, yes. have the inspiration? Yes, yes. That's a great question. Um, I feel like definitely me, I didn't think I could get this done in L.A. I think mentally I was so caught up with the hustle and bustle, mm -hmm. trying to make ends meet. Uh, you know, just, yeah, yeah, it's just a lot, man. Like, mm -hmm. it was just a lot, you know. And I think the biggest difference between L.A. then last year and Chicago now for me is just the people. Mm. It's all, I'm attributing it all to people, all to people who I didn't realize were, like, in my back pocket, essentially. You know, yeah. like, people I've grown up with, my family, the support system that I have. I've been smiling a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. I've been really like happy on the inside and I'm not afraid to let that shit show because I remember what it was like before I left LA. Like, yo, this shit is tough. Like, this is hard. And you know, when I moved to LA, just for context purposes, I didn't have any family. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have an apartment lined up. I really didn't have anything figured out except I had an interview for an internship at a recording studio. I didn't even know that I had it for certain. Mm. I had never been to LA at the time that I went there. And so I just took a leap of faith, took a flight out there. Just so happens the guy that interviewed me for the internship was Howard alum, HU, you know, shameless plug. But yeah, you know, I, I kind of took that opportunity and I didn't look, look back. But what I realized after being there for uh, so long is that um, I enjoy family, bro. Like, I, I can't yeah. get away from that's a core value of mine. You know, that's been instilled in me. So when I came back, you know, to your point, like just going back into that kitchen, you know, seeing pictures of my great-grandmother, even spending time with my grandmother uh, who's still here. And, you know, she'll hit me up like, yo, can you run me the jewels or can you run me the... And it's like, yo, I appreciate that. I appreciate being accessible to my family for things like that. Yeah. Because there's something that that is that goes unsaid about that, you know, that's, that's valuable in those transactional moments where it's like, hey, I'm here to be of service again, mm, you yes. know? And I think when we, as millennials, when we be caught up living our life, it's, it's cool, it's fun. Time flies by really quickly, mm -hmm. but you know you can kind of lose sight of you know what even got you to this point. Right. You know, like what afforded you the opportunity to go elsewhere and experience another lifestyle. Oof. You know, yes. um, and what what sacrifices did people before you make so that you can afford yourself to have that type of lifestyle or those type of experiences? So. Coming back home, man, it's just like a full circle moment. Like, I left Chicago at 17, went to D.C. to go to school. Mm -hmm. Then from D.C., went to L.A., and now here I am back in Chicago at 28 years old. So, like, it, it's, it's like a full circle moment for me. Yeah. You, know? you mentioned briefly that when you first went to L.A., it was for, well, you had an interview, you said, yeah. for an internship at a recording studio. So, uh, for the yeah. people that don't know... <laughs> <laughs> All the the many things, all the many things that you that you do, 
You know, I know you have your hand in music. Oh, yeah. Everything. You have sure. your clothing line. Oh, yeah. A true renaissance <laughs> Mentioned you're in stuff. Photo editing. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm in white room going crazy. Oh, all the things. And crazy, now you have cool. this new business. So how are you juggling all of your passions? You know and do you have a baby? Do um, you have one that you're like, man, this uh, is you know what? This is where my heart is at. Mm. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I do have a baby. Mm-hmm. I do have a baby. I just gave birth to her mm-hmm. on September 26th. <laughs> it was a premature birth, you know. <laughs> uh, so it was only 25 people invited to the baby shower and all that. Yeah. But yeah, no, 7323 is like my baby right now. You yeah. know, I am I am pouring all of my time and efforts into it. Um, I'm still splitting time into my other things that I'm passionate about, but right now I realize this requires. Whenever you start in a business, I feel like you know, this is a startup. Like you yeah. gotta, you gotta pour into it. You know, you only gonna get out what you pour into it. So, um, considering that this is like my second or third go round at this, I am like privileged enough to be able to like problem solve from the last time I started businesses mm. and you know correct different mistakes or, you know, have a different approach to the way that I do things uh, this time around. So 7323 is my baby. I am super heavily invested into music. That's what brought me to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, songwriting, I rap. I, I, man, I'm just a creative in, in, in the truest sense of the word. Um, and when it comes to Defeat Today, like, that's still a very, like, it's to a point where... It's almost like it can be ran on autopilot. Like that's where I want it to be, you know. Um, but it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge, like juggling two things at once, obviously. But um, when you have something that's established and something that people trust and believe in, um, you want to maintain that, you know. And so imagine trying to maintain that while also trying to give birth to a new business. Yeah. It's like your attention can be divided sometimes. Or I may feel guilty when I'm like, yo, am I working too much on this shit? Should I need to pivot and go back to this? Or mm. should it like, do people even know that I still make music or that I'm interested in that? You know, yeah. so sometimes there's a, you know, it's a confidence thing for me. I think it's mm-hmm. a confidence thing and trying to remain confident in, in my skill set in, in each arena, you know. Um, but any time that I dive back in and tap into it, it's just like I never left. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I love that. And one thing that I wanted to say uh, as we're continuing on this conversation is like I think so me, I'm very into uh, like the Instagram like chefs. Like, you know, people yeah. on Instagram that like, because now, cause now we have a lot of access on Instagram with the IGTV and stuff. Mm. So people are able to like do real time, like, uh, you know, just very in-depth like recipes and things yeah. like that. And I feel like that's something that's kind of popping. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I mean, that's relative, right? Because yeah. that's something that I'm interested in. So obviously mm-hmm. the algorithm is tailored to that. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Yo. it's something that's really popping. But I think that it's important. Like the, all of the things that you've been saying today are very candid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's important because we come from a different era where we you know we we have the best of both worlds we understand the digital era and the True. and the analog era where it's like it's not everything is not on a computer mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like we understand both but we have a generation coming behind us who 
all they see is, well, this is how they got famous. This mm-hmm. is how they did this. And yep. it's like, if it's all these people that are cooking, mm-hmm. I think it's important that we talk about all of that stuff. We talk mm-hmm. about all of the things that, all of the snags and all of the, you know, all of the uh, riffs yeah. in the creative <laughs> process. And because cooking yeah. is creativity. Like, I, sure. so... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You be I don't in the know. kitchen too. I do be in the kitchen, you but this is now. Like, Q, when I tell you, <laughs> Q, I fucking, like, I was just, my mom came to my house yesterday and we uh. were just talking. Um, she was having a conversation about how, like, the ways in which my brother and I are spoiled. Mm-hmm. And long story short, not to go on a tangent, but, like, I was a fatherless child. Okay. So my mom felt very, like, don't like Brianna doesn't have to do anything. Like anytime mm. it was like a thing happening, it was like, oh, let's buy you something. But I didn't have chores. Like when when I got older mm-hmm. and like went to other people's houses and stuff, and I was seeing like chore wheels and like, oh, <laughs> I can't, oh, I can't go outside until I do this. I was like, what? Mm. Like, like me, Leah, I was like, one of them kids. I yes, didn't have I anything to children. do, and so it's like, but then I, you know, I, but I always had like this independent bone in my body where yeah. it was like, I don't want to stay at home. My mama would have let me stay at home forever. Hmm. Mama would have let me get married, have kids, and we all live with her. Like, hmm. she, that's how she would prefer it. But really <laughs> early, I wanted to be gone. Like, I wanted to go away. Facts. I didn't want to, you Same. know. And But when I got away, I was like, I don't know how to do anything. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, I've, I quickly had to, like, figure out how to fend for myself. And yeah. I think that I got lucky where it was like, I started to cook, and at first it was, I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. But then I just got very uh, serious about it. And yeah. like, okay, I, I'm going to just look up recipes, and I'm going to learn. And yeah. over time, now I genuinely love to cook. Mm. But I feel like that's a different thing. Like, there's mm. one thing to, like, getting a recipe and cooking, and then there's another thing to, like, loving to cook. But then there's where you are. Oh and, my like, uh, my Please. homie cooking with Cam, like, people who have, like, something in them where it's, like, even if you weren't doing this your whole life, mm-hmm. whenever you picked it up, yeah. you just got something in you where yeah. it's, like, you just mm-hmm. know how to cook. Like, where do you feel like you get that from? I know that you said that, you know, your great-grandmother, do you feel like it was her? Like, where do you think mm-hmm. that comes from? Because no I ain't got it. Yeah, <laughs> I just no like way. doing it. I think, honestly, I would attribute it to, like, this this hustler's mentality. Um, And so anybody that has that hustler spirit or mentality um, knows that what comes with that is a sense of uh, confidence. And when you think, for instance, when you think about Chicago, I feel like, man, we got so many hustlers. Like, I don't care if you at a stoplight. I don't care if you inside of a restaurant. Somebody's trying to sell you another DVD. Somebody's trying to sell you something inside of another establishment. So you have to think about the confidence that it requires a person to be to approach a, a stranger and be like, "Hey, I have something that you need." Yeah, because mm-hmm. we ain't got that's a girl. real. I was, I was like, like "Tati and I, away from words, do not." All right, <laughs> we try. <laughs> we, we, we try. <laughs> we be like, mm, I just don't want to answer oh. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's so real. No, I think yeah. But no, that's so real. Innately, real. yeah, it's innately, bold. it's 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 the right. It's bold. It's yes. very bold, mm-hmm. and it, yes. it, it pushes through. In a very bold way, and it's something that can't be contained. I feel like mm. it's it's either you got it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what happens is when you have it, it translates over into any medium. That's the that's the blessing of having a gift like that, yeah. uh, because you know that's why I can be uh, divided into doing clothes or doing music or doing food. Mm. To me, it's all service. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all in the business of serving another person, mm-hmm. you know, or inspiring another person. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, I, I, there's a certain seriousness that it requires no matter what you're doing. Yeah. I want to deliver quality right. no matter if it's in every spoon uh, full of food that you uh food that you eat or a piece of clothing that you put on your back. It, it's like, I want you to feel the same means of uh, effort and intention behind what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I attribute it all to just the hustler's spirit and mentality for sure. I love that. You know? When did you, when do you feel like you realized that you had the, I can do this for like a living. You could put me mm. up against, you know, Whoever. the best of, because for me, Ooh. when I think First of, of all, a chef, when I think of, a true cook. I think of somebody that, you know, you can go in the kitchen and mm-hmm. just make things happen. Like, you don't yeah. have to know what you want to make. You don't have to, you know, you're coming up with your own recipes, your yeah. own designs. Like, uh-huh. it doesn't necessarily have, like, a blueprint right. to it. Right, for sure. So, when do you feel like you noticed that you were at that level? And then that everything was also coming out good. Because, you know, there are people that think that. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, <laughs> think they're at see? that level. And they don't be like you like, like just because you cooked it right. didn't mean no. it tasted good. No, right. <laughs> so right. when did you realize like no, I'm doing it, mm. and everybody's also receptive of it. Yes. Everybody wants it because I will say, you know, we met you through Michael through right. MJM, and that was one of the first things we heard about you was he Yo. cooks good. Uh, like, yeah. like, Yo, Mike, his Mike food is you. so yeah. good. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Brunches that oh, you were just I forgot. Yeah. 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 You know as long as you know, like, no, I'm good enough to make this you know a what? business. Like people will buy this. Yeah. Man. I feel like I came around to that point probably I would say within the last year and a half. Mm. Okay. Um partly with me being in Chicago and then a part of it I attributed to being in LA. Because I had a, there were a few times where I like, I had like some restaurant experience, but I was like, no, nah, this shit not for me. Like, I'm not, I don't know. It's just not right. the the style of learning or the the way that I enjoy food or cooking or presenting food. So, there's this thing in LA called Smorgasbord LA, and pretty much it's a group of like food trucks and food vendors that come together every Sunday, and it's free to get in and. It's just a bunch of different cuisines where you can just come in and just taste a bunch of different food. Right. Just it's like a, a swap meet for food, exactly. damn near. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, right. You know, so <laughs> I'm in there just trying all types of foods yeah, and from like different that. cultures that I'm I'm not yeah. haven't been hip to or introduced to. And at the time, I was working for a company called Big Moss. Shout out to Malik and Big Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Uh, an employee of Big Ma's, and so that was my introduction to like just being in a, a a working setting of like, hey, I'm preparing food for the public now. Mm-hmm. I have to prepare it to a certain standard, a certain temperature, yeah, a certain Ooh. presentation and look. It's like yo, but it's not like super large scale where it's like yo, I'm in a restaurant. Like yeah. us as millennials, like we don't want to make shit complicated, bro. Like we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. So I think me just being out there and seeing that, and then also me coming back here to Chicago, the same time I was living in the basement, my homegirl was upstairs. Uh, she went to culinary school. Shout out to Shimon, wow. King Billy's. 
Um, she was the first woman that I ever saw uh, sell plates out of her home. So, like, she's still doing that to this day. And, like, I enjoyed her cooking thoroughly still to this day. And um, for her to kind of have, like, this proof of concept to show me, like, yo, it can be done. You know, there's, like, yes. skip Uber Eats. Like, she got a delivery driver. You know, she got a nephew coming out delivering the food to whoever's ordering. And, you know, just to that. see, you feel me, someone right next to me, very accessible to me, like making this happen, it kind of gave me that confidence to be like, yo, I know that I can cook. I've been cooking for folks in the more smaller, intimate setting and they enjoy it. But how can I scale up and make this a a real thing where it's like, yo, now I'm delivering it to uh, people on a larger scale. So I think, yeah, I would definitely attribute it to the last year and a half of me just kind of like sitting back, um, being inspired by other people, I was on uh, YouTube last night, actually. There's a show on YouTube called InstaChef. And so basically they go into different major cities and they go into uh, these chefs that are on Instagram. They just go in their crib and pull up like, yo, I heard about you on Instagram. We want to see what your food tastes like. And I think that's so innovative because it's 2020, man. Like everybody don't need culinary school. Yeah. I've talked to folks who went to culinary school, and they're like, yo, you don't really need that shit, bro. Yeah. If you know how to cook, that's your proof of concept. Right. That's your thing. That's what people will gravitate you know towards. You in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at, the, at the very least. Now, yeah, you know, I'm getting my certifications to make sure that I'm doing things in a very uh, professional, cleanly, and uh, respectful manner to make right. sure nobody is um, being compromised with their health or anything like that. Um, but yeah, like it's a it's a to your question, like it's an ongoing thing for me because like I don't always feel confident. Like I fuck up dishes too. Like I make yeah. certain shit and I'm like, yo, this shit is not good. Like it's not to my liking. But what's important is that you know that and yeah. you don't serve that yeah, because of some of y'all I ain't gonna oh, act what... none of y'all. <laughs> Come on now. But okay. some of y'all <laughs> not. Some of y'all invite us to the shindig and you know <laughs> that did not taste good. Or you know that, you know, you was grinding that turkey up and it's still a little pink, sis. Ooh-wee. You knew that. You don't want that. Well, no, so as we're getting into the experience, so like Tati said earlier, Away With Words, the podcast had the privilege of being invited to your soft launch. Mm. And one of the things that I can say is like, that is the way to do it. And of course mm-hmm. it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna keep launching because right. you're gonna continue to Expand acquire different right. audiences and things like that. Right. But like it, I I implore you to keep hold of exactly what that was mm-hmm. because everything about that just felt right. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. there was an ambiance that was created. There mm-hmm. was um and mind you, we in a goddamn pandemic. So it's like, right. I'm a nervous bitch. So for me to come into a place where it's like, first of all, you know, we're we're keeping all of those things in mind as far as just like social distancing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, everybody is at ease mm-hmm. and enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that really happens more than any, like, you know, we like to drink. 
But that really happens around food. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have to get us saucy. You didn't have to get us turned up to the to the max for us to just be there and having a good time and just People ready. I was turned. But I'm but I'm just saying that wasn't the that wasn't the main yeah. event. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we were really there because you told us what we were there to expect and we sat mm-hmm. there and we just waited for each thing to come and every time it came it was good. And that I like I don't have the words as a consumer, I guess I probably put it in your survey. If I if I did it at all, I put it in your I survey. So. But I don't have the words as a consumer. But like for you as the person creating this this experience, like what do you want the seventy three twenty three experience to be overall? Like what do you want to be the through line? The through line, it's gonna have to be, man. The service matches the quality of food. Mm-hmm. You know. Cause I, I just want to be quite frank, and and I I, I challenge all of my uh, my black entrepreneurs, all my black business owners to um, focus on the product, but also for, focus on the service mm. to present the product. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times um, we yeah we it's easy to focus on the product, and and the product is the end goal, right? That's what everybody wants to receive and, and enjoy, but. You know, I think in this this whole process of rolling out a new business, what it has shown me is that uh, the rollout is important. The yeah. presentation is important. Yeah. The ambiance is important. Uh, making people feel comfortable is very important. Uh, and so I just challenge all my black entrepreneurs to, you know, kind of make that shift. If you've been focusing on product for the last year and a half, too, like, hop onto that that marketing side. Hop yeah. onto that 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 experiential side of what that customer experience looks like yeah. because for me I can be honest and say like I wasn't always focusing on that yeah. I was just like yo the product like here we go you know but it's a struggle it's a learning curve it's all of that yeah. but I think that when we do take the time out to really hone in on that you realize how much greater your product uh, is in the long run and the reach that it actually uh, gets Yes. It's it's been a lot of things. It's been a, people that's just been hitting me up on like just on some word of mouth shit. Like yo, I heard about what you did, but in an indirect way. Mm-hmm. Like I heard about it because I seen it somewhere, or I know a friend who went or who wanted to go or mm-hmm. reposted your thing or whatever. And it's just like for me, I I didn't expect that. Like I just, yeah. I it was. It was me and a sous chef feeding twenty five people in one kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know. When, so, yeah. when you decided you were going to do the launch, did you see it as being as big as it was? Like, was that your vision? Was that what you were going for? Because, like you said, the rollout mm. was impeccable. <laughs> impeccable. Every time a new piece, like, <laughs> came, like, when the video started coming out, like, first, when you first just announced the name, yeah. when you said that it was 7323, I was yeah. immediately like, what does that mean? Right. Oh, yeah. I was like, where'd you get that from? Like, right. I wanted to yeah. know everything. Rude. Then the videos dropped, and then yeah. you had the surveys, and then you had the tickets, and then right. from beginning to end, if you didn't, if you weren't excited about it just 
hearing about it, like you mm -hmm. just saying like, oh, I'm having this event on mm -hmm. this day, mm -hmm. you made sure to make the anticipation. Sure. Like you made it yourself. Like you made yeah. people be like, okay, like I need to be here. Cause I know you've had a lot of people from out of town. Yeah. People that people weren't even in. from oh, Chicago were like, okay, I need LA, to be there. Atlanta, they was all pulling up. And I'm yeah. like, Is that yeah. the way right. you always envisioned it? going or did like did your mm. team you know like hype it up and say like okay well if you're gonna do it we're gonna do it like this yes or all, okay let's let's just make that very frank and clear i want to plug victoria miller because yeah. she has been such an angel and such and uh just an inspiration for me bro like i don't know like because she has experience when it comes to hospitality management she has a master's That's degree it in hospitality management. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to infuse not only the vision, but people who know how to support that vision and who know how to um, create the action items to yeah. make that thing a reality in the long term, yeah. that's when you, that's when you're like, yo, I got something in my hands that's bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And so credit is attributed all to my team from uh, Victoria to the servers that we had, mm -hmm. the bartender Z that we had, mm -hmm. everybody was raving about the drinks. He was like, so fun. Yo, he was such a fun person. Like man, <laughs> we had a tasting like two days, two or three days before the event where we just pulled up to his crib and like, yo, we have all the bottles. Like, let's taste test how this margarita is gonna taste or this That's, sidecar is I'm, gonna I taste. Love that. You feel me? Like. Very yeah. intentional, you know, and, and I wasn't always that. thinking. That's what I'm saying. Because people would be like, make a margarita, like make a this, make a that, and right. then just leave it yeah. to them. Exactly. Like, I here love you that. go. Let's start out. So, yeah, it was very meticulous all the way down to like the ingredients and shit. Like, I was in there making sauces from scratch and shit for wings. Like, you know, that's not an everyday thing, but you know. Ooh, them wings, y'all. Man. <laughs> Mike was in there grabbing <laughs> egg rolls on the, on, well, you know, sure just was. in between no, takes. I like, sure <laughs> Everything was so good. Nah, but was. yeah, to answer the question, like, I originally my vision, yo, I thought I was going to be selling plates. But now I'm in a space where yeah. I feel like, yo, that's like, that's the bare minimum for me. Like, I'm, yes. I'm in a catering and experiential business now. Whew. So, um, you, you gotta know. do it all because yeah. I want to play it as well. You know, like, exactly. <laughs> you I know, want I'll... you there at the events and then I want to like pull up when I don't feel like cooking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I gotta well, go exactly. get a plate. Yeah. Right. Well, like, right. Like, no, everything that day. you're saying is so, like, I, I, I love that everything that you're saying is, is an inspiration for all types of people because. <laughs> You first of all, service is something that I believe in, and like mm -hmm. as a person who is a quote unquote entrepreneur, mm -hmm. <sighs> it's difficult. First of like, all, you are a real yeah, entrepreneur. Like, it ain't no quote unquote. Yeah. Three stories yeah. is a real entrepreneur. Look her up on the ground. Me. This isn't about me. Yep, stand your friends. I just <laughs> stand your thank you. Yep. But I just want to say, like for real, like that's such a real thing, and I think that it's so easy when you're so. Just, you know, you caught up in your day-to-day. -day, you caught mm -hmm. up in the in the action of it all. It's so easy to forget about your intention. And uh, to this day, shout mm -hmm. out to G Herbo. His birthday was the <laughs> other day. Libra game. That video yeah. on our YouTube, we still got people. That, uh, that redhead girl, she's so mad. They hated me. They hated me. <laughs> they, they, they still hated me like, on that episode. But it's crazy. I like, don't know. 
I evolved. I have evolved. They did not like me. They really did. <laughs> no, they hated Tati the most. They hated. I mean, but all of us was like fat bitches, like all this they, shit. They hated us. But like, but it's cool. It's we had, like, because you're getting the, you're like, giving us the views. It was like two hundred thousand views and, 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 and counting. And mind you, mind you, mind us. Wow. That day was my first time. It was your somebody. first. Like day. of all the people, <laughs> to be it was a double of day. all the people to be my first interview. But all of that to say how so, much I've evolved because I do it. believe in what you're saying, which is like it's all about service, and I do mm-hmm. believe that even like you know we are people talking about having businesses and like having a product and having a brand, yeah. but like all people are brand ambassadors, right. and it's like you really gotta wake up every day and decide who you want to be that day and really stick to that because I struggle. <laughs> Because, you know, I be I was just telling my friend, like, mm-hmm. I got people on my, I have a new podcast, and people come to my page thinking that it's just that. Um. And it's like, no, I got this whole other podcast mm. where I'm, like, fully talking about my pussy and titties. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just fully, like, being a totally different version of myself. And it's I'm like, I have it. to figure out how to sit in both of those spaces. And I think that I'm okay with that. But at first, it was difficult because one thing, one thing that is a through line between them both mm-hmm. is... The human experience and kindness and compassion and love and all those things that I genuinely stand for in all spaces that I'm in. Mm. And you get tested by people calling my fucking best friend mad on like on YouTube. Mm. And like I, to this day, I'd be wanting to be like, pardon me, bitch. That's what I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, like I, at first, yeah. huh. Our uh, our vibe specialist used to have to tell me like stop engaging with them like because mm. I would just get on there every morning like what they say. <laughs> if you wake like, up like I'm like, ready for the smoke. I, I would you know and I'm and I'm mean and sarcastic so I would be like thanks bitch thanks for the view you know what I'm saying like I would be mean about it but it was like I'm still like dampening. I genuinely just find everything funny. It's hilarious like, but I, I but I was also mad. I be the, I be the one they hate. That's I exactly the but like if they if they were talking about me. If they were talking about me, I would feel like you feel, but they're talking yeah. about you. Yeah, so I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You know, so I'm bad. <laughs> Where we at? Exactly. <laughs> but but I do believe in what you're saying about service because at the yeah. end of the day, that's connected to all of our other stuff. Right. And you got to be intentional about who you want to be as mm. your own brand inv- ambassador. Yep. And, you know, I do appreciate you just imploring all black businesses to keep that in mind. Yeah. Like, more than anybody, cause mm-hmm. and and not saying black businesses because y'all are the worst, but black businesses because y'all are who we care about. Like yeah. we want y'all to be the ones who thrive and do the best, and right. like we really don't care about the rest of these folks because they've been doing it since been doing it, and right. like it's we're not thinking about them. We but everybody, like all of the things, it's like you can have the best product in the world, the best food in the world, mm-hmm. you can knit the best fucking sweater, bitch. But like <laughs> if I go to pick it up and you. Tossing it to me, Man. or like you know what I'm saying, like you know what I'm saying. You'll never that that will oh. that will be the underline. That will be the emphasis in the whole experience. Like I can be wearing it right now, and mm-hmm. it's warm and fuzzy, and I love it. But yeah. I'm gonna be like, yeah, that bitch was rude. Don't go to right. that bitch. Don't talk to her. Right. Like you know what I'm saying, and that, and that's what people don't understand, and I want people to really understand that. So I'm very thankful for you for saying that because mm. being yeah. a brand ambassador for yourself is very important. 
Nah, and brand wise, brand. you've also done a great job of finding I the balance with making best. it happen on social media. Oh, oh because yes, you have definitely we all gotta stand. created. <laughs> you've created a brand and a name for yourself just through the internet, and that is definitely something that I struggle with and have always <laughs> given up on. Like, I don't even think I stress myself out about it anymore. I'm not even in the you process of being like, oh my god, like I just got to figure this out. Like I've just decided I'm, I'm not gonna be popping, and it's just up to <laughs> Brie in a way with words because I love acceptance because I, I don't yeah. have it in it. me. So, so but no, that's another definitely another part of you that I stand about. Like I just yeah. be like, man, like he really be on here yes. like and not in, in an simple annoying way. yes yes like, like not in an annoying i make like, fun of the bitches all the time like hi guys so you all of you were asking me about my skin routine <laughs> like <laughs> when it's like you know for a fact that nobody fucking asked you about your skin routine <laughs> yes. i always make fun of those people but like you really just be like pull oh, up I'm at this i know spot. bro what time you have <laughs> spot or or i'm making this or you just yeah. do things that are like everyday interesting and yeah. you just remember to post it yeah. <laughs> you don't really be telling people anything right. you, really you just be showing like what's happening like what's going oh. on so. and, and i'm an aquarius so yeah. i think everything is lame so i have to let that go i have to let that go okay. so even when i like there have been aquarius. many times oh. there's been many times where i've been like setting the shit up and being like i'm gonna show them what i'm doing yeah <laughs> and, then, and then i'll be like this is stupid all the time <laughs> All the time, Bria. Nah, do you understand? I could be in the house, like I'm about to just get on social. I'm about to say something real quick. Especially you, you got a cute to, daughter. I'm about to comment on some shit, and I'll be literally have the camera say what yeah. I said, and then be like, "That was so fucking dumb." You know how like nobody cares. You know how many oh things God. are in my drafts on Twitter because I just be like, Yo, "Delete this." My it's not drafts even is really delete stacked it. up it's like gone. that. It's deleted. It's, it's gone. No like, one will ever see it. Like so, we say all of that to say, "Q, we appreciate you. We stand you. We stand you. Hold the torch. And we're gonna, we're allowing you to guide us for real because you're doing the things that we all need to do, and we appreciate you. You figured it out. You figured out the happy medium to like what needs to be done because it's such a fine line. It's such a fine line between being annoying and being consistent. Michael has been tweeting lately. And he don't always tweet. That's why this is a moment right now. I'm sorry. Like, boys call you Mike. I can't call you Mike. See? What y'all call him? No, I call him Goofy. Okay, Michael. I call him Mike. Do people call you MJ? Yeah. Cute. Facts. I heard that a lot of Come on, man. I'm about to say, that's I a love that. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> none of this is the point. The point is, if you are listening to this, you are in port. Port. You are in. Oh, Kim Parker. I thought it was supposed to be a port. Um, oh <laughs> you are in part one of the Chef Q takeover. So please make sure that you come back for next week's episode where we will be talking about Chef Q about none of this inspirational shit none that we've been talking shit, about yo. today. More yep. fun things. Um, not that this isn't fun. I hope you're taking sure notes. Okay. I hope it inspires you. Yeah, I hope you're inspired. It inspired me. It inspired us all. Me every day. But uh, we're going to wrap this one up and then. And make sure that y'all come and listen to us next week. But please let us know, Q, where they can find you, where they can find 7323, all the things. Instagram, Twitter, you name it. 73, the number 7323 Eats. 
Period. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just tap in with us, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking this Martell. It's feeling really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my grandma. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shameless plug for grandma. Shout out no, to grandma. No, I told you. We'll talk about it later. But anywho. <laughs> no, um, so, okay. 7323 Eats on all of the places that you can oh. follow a person. Or like Jaden XD says, uh, follow us on all the places you can stalk your exes. Um, please. And also, mm-hmm. please don't forget to do all the things that you've always done for us follow us at away with words the podcast on instagram and you can follow me there at brie.stories and at brie underscore stories on twitter and you can follow at a tati and at hey tati on twitter that's a tati on instagram and hey tati on twitter and please do not play yourself by not following at mjm kid and at moments underscore two especially this week y'all please. especially this be week because if you the type if you the type look this is a look. Look, it don't matter what your sexual. It don't matter what your. It don't matter what your. It don't matter what your sexuality is. Fine, it's fine, okay. And it's gonna be some fine over at moments underscore stew. Underscore stew. Okay, moments underscore stew this week. Okay, so make sure that you are following and keeping up with the things. And other than that, we'll see y'all next week. And we really appreciate y'all and love y'all and have a good week. Everybody say bye. Bye. bye.